In today's show, we look ahead to Saturday in the NBA, all the streaming options, all the injury updates. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball and on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. A reminder, it is January the 21st here, January 20th, if you're in the States listening to this. And we have had one trade since the December 15th trade bonanza. And it was Noah Vonley. Just remember that. Always remember that. Every year when we head, I'm just waiting until December 15th. I'm just waiting. That's when everything's going to happen. Big trade. Something's going to happen. It doesn't. Nothing happens ever. Doesn't happen. Write it down. Put it in your fantasy basketball diary. Let's look ahead to Saturday. There are seven games on. So we're going to talk about them right now, Warnie. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The first game, the Celtics and the Raptors in Toronto. Boston are five and a half point favorites. And there's like nobody injured. Delano Banton, the only person on the injury report for either team at the time of me recording this, which for reference is 4 p.m. on Friday. This is the time I'm recording this. There's no one on the injury report. Only person is Delano Banton. So, what does that mean? What are we watching for? Well, there are a number of things. On the Boston side, we saw some real problems for Derek White. Maximum Derek. With a full starting lineup and White on the bench, he just didn't play. He played 17 minutes. Brogdon played 32 and Grant Williams played 12. So, when I write Derek White here... I want to see how those three, the key three reserves, because let's be fair, we don't really care hugely about Luke Cornett's minutes. The three key reserves who have all had 12-team value at points this season, these are the guys that are going to get hurt the most. So are any of them 12-team league guys? I'm going to venture no outside of streaming. But the Celtics have three games in four nights. So consider that before you make any moves. And with three games in four nights, that means there's a back-to-back in there, which is Monday, Tuesday. So Horford's going to sit, and Rob Williams is going to sit one of those, I would guess. Speaking of Big Al Horford, let's watch what he's been doing, because his minutes have pushed up. His production was awesome against the Warriors. He actually played, like, what, 34 minutes or something in that game? 37 minutes, actually. Um, He's gone over 34, six consecutive games now, Horford, after really struggling for a stretch. His usage is still going to be a problem. Some of the shooting numbers are still rough, but what he brings you is some rebounds and some blocks some out-of-position assists and threes. Like, there is value in it. It's not for everybody. He's going to, again, miss a game next week, pushing him to a three-game week, and that can have a problem in head-to-head leagues and in weekly lineup leagues. But he's been playing on a per-game basis better. For the Raptors, this is the fourth of their five games for the week. We saw their rotation be all over the place. Boucher out of the rotation. Old mate Joe Wieskamp in. But one thing that has stayed sort of stable is Precious Achua getting 20 minutes off the bench. So is he any use at all in a category league? Probably not. Outside of the back-to-back stream. You know he's going to hurt something. 
and that's probably going to be percentages, but there can be some boards, there can be some blocks. There is a little bit of use in considering Precious. I'm still not... I'm nowhere near convinced that he's going to be a 12 or 14 team league guy, but he is playing better. And we always want to watch that. Speaking of playing better, Scotland Barnes. Scott Barnes has been much better recently. Um, after that real like struggle stretch that he had, he's putting up some big numbers. There is still always going to be issues with the threes and the percentages, but his volume is up. His minutes are up. His production is really strong. Um, and let's hope you know that, that keeps going because it's been a really impressive run for you here from Scott Barnes. The next game, the Orlando Magic. It's a back-to-back for them against the Wizards. The Battle of the Mystical. Isaac, Johnny Isaac, will be out. He did have a game in the G League yesterday. He had like 18 points and three blocks, so that's really interesting. A reminder, though, I think Jaden Hardy averages 32 points in the G League. So there is a gigantic step up. So that's, it's not a one-to-one translation. It's not... Well, John Isaac did that. That's what he do in the NBA. Not saying he can't because he very well can do that in the NBA. It, my issue still remains with him. Um, back-to-backs, minutes limits, role, rustiness. Does it actually help you? Right? He'll, he'll definitely appear on streaming lists this season for me. I, I think that'll happen for sure. Is it, was it worth adding him four weeks ago? Is it worth adding him now? I don't believe so. He's out. A KK will be out. Franz Wagner is questionable. For Friday's game, so we're going to put him again questionable for Saturday's game. We don't know what's going to go on with the Magic, but if France is out, we're really watching Bol to see whether he gets the nod. On the Wizards, we're watching Dan Gafford, who I do think is a drop. Minutes have trended down. He needs 25 to be a 12-team league player, and he's just not getting that with the return of Rui, the return of Beal. Basically, a literally entirely healthy team for the Wizards. He's not playing enough. I also want to watch Delon Wright. 25 minutes, Delon Wright is a 12-team must-roster player. 22 is very borderline. It's, it can be used, definitely when you're looking for steals, but is 21 enough? It's going to come down to how much they play Corey Kismet. They should play him, not at all. How much do they play Monte Morris? Can we get a 27-24 split between Morris and Wright? How much does Beal's increase in minutes impact? Right? These are all questions that need to be answered. I don't mind having D-Line on my team for now. I think he's a great streamer, but we want to see how the minutes shake out over, over this game in particular and over other games in the future. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. In 2023, a success as a small business owner or a hiring manager means that you need to depend on team members that you surround yourself with. And that means, well, that's why you should check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedonmba. That's linkedin.com slash lockedonmba to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hornets, Hawks, this is a back-to-back for Atlanta, right? We are going to assume that LaMelo Ball is out. Now, remember this. Remember this. Um, oh, this is what the, the, this, these, this Hornets team, I swear to God. Who wants to hear me scream at him? No, I'm not going to, but this is what happened, right? He is officially being listed as doubtful, LaMelo Ball. The Hornets say he has left wrist soreness and left ankle soreness. Like, yeah, his ankle sore. It bent at 90 degrees. It must be sore. 
Gordon Haywood also has hamstring soreness. And he's been doubtful for three weeks. Cody Martin had knee soreness. He was out doubtful for three weeks and then had surgery. Like, these are all lies. This team lies every single time. Is LaMelo Ball doubtful? Yeah, real doubtful, as in he is not going to play. The frustration with this team remains crazy because people look at this, oh, it must be okay. He must be fine. This is the fourth time this is going to happen now, and maybe this time I am wrong, and he is doubtful for this game, and then he's questionable, and then he plays the next game after that. Maybe that is true. But how dumb would I have to be to see the Hornets list a player doubtful with an injury that looks like it's a multi-week injury, and they continue to list them doubtful, and me go, but maybe this time, maybe this time it's different. How stupid do I have to be? I'd rather be wrong without looking stupid than buy into this nonsense that they're putting out there. Sigh. All that makes it do is it makes it harder for you to fully commit to Dennis Smith Jr. It's ridiculous. Are they seriously saying that he's doubtful? Are they going to say Gordon Haywood's doubtful for the ninth consecutive game as well? We're going to get that one come from them? Clown organization. Absolute clown organization. Anyway, I'm going to... um, I'm going to assume that Gordon Haywood is out as well, but who knows? Honestly, who knows? I do know Kelly Oubre's out. They couldn't list him doubtful as he's sitting there with an IV drip in his arm in a hospital gown. That would be hard to um, convince me that he's doubtful. For the Hawks, Bogdanovich is questionable for Friday's game. So we're going to say that he's questionable for this back-to-back as well. Trey Young has been upgraded to probable, so he should be okay. And then Cody Martin has been doubtful as well the last couple of games. So I'm going to put him questionable, but who knows? Every injury is soreness. To this team. Every injury is soreness. So there's a lot of stuff that can happen here. I do want to watch Dennis Smith because let's be honest, Dennis Smith is going to play and he's going to play big minutes and he's going to be really useful. Even if it's one game, you go and add Dennis Smith. His bloody face is on the thumbnail of this video and of this podcast. Go and add Dennis Smith. We have no idea how long LaMelo is going to be out. I also want to watch Mark Williams. Oh, hi, Mark. Because last game he was awesome. Yes, it was against the Rockets. And Senna's put up big numbers against one of the worst defenses in the NBA. And he's done it again against the Thunder where they had no center to guard him. And in the other games, he struggled. What I want to watch is the minutes. Does he play over Nick Richards? Does he play 13 minutes? Does he play 17 minutes? I still believe he is a must roster. No, no, no. Try that again, Josh. I don't want to confuse with terms. I believe he is a guy that probably should be on a roster as a luxury stash for the next three weeks until the trade deadline. And then even after that, to be honest, a common sense organization would limit Plumlee and give him more minutes in, say, March. But they won't. They won't do that until April, I would guess. So we're watching this and we're watching Mark Williams and we're watching his role and we're watching Lamella Ball's doubtful ankle. Let's go to the next one. It is the Bucks and the Cavs. The Cavs are on a back-to-back here. Dean Wade and Dylan Windler will be out. For the Bucks. they're listing Yanni as questionable. I don't have a listing on Chris Middleton, but Shams has been reporting for about this whole week that the target is for Middleton to play on Saturday. We haven't heard that yet, but we that's, that's the likelihood. The um, Cavs listed Mitchell as questionable for Friday with his groin strain. Seems too early. Seems too early. So if he is out on Friday, I would have to suspect he's a big chance of being out Saturday. If he plays on Friday, he's almost definitely out on Saturday. There's no way, oh, again, but teams are idiots. There, isn't, there seems no way that he would come back from a groin strain and play a back-to-back straight up. It seems insane to me. So we'll see what they do. But at this point, I'm currently listing him as questionable. 
For the Bucks, Grayson Allen has put up some pretty strong games the last two. I am very highly skeptical that he can do it if Yanni and Middleton both play, and I expect them to. I also want to watch Joe Ingles because he played like 31 minutes last time we saw him. What is his? What do they expect him to do? Where do they expect him to fit when the team is healthy? 27 minutes off the bench, 10 points, two threes, five assists. That's actually useful for fantasy. Or 20 minutes a night, six points, two assists with Giannis and Middleton and Drew doing all the ball handling. It's a really big question. And if there is a chance that he does become a 12-team league guy at some point, Joe Ingles. He's not quite there yet. But if Middleton and Yanni are out, then yeah, we are going to fire up Joe Ingles in this game. For the Rockets and the Wolves, the Minnesota Timberwolves are eight-point favorites. There's a lot of players out, some big ones here for Houston. Jabari Smith Jr. Ah, At least they ruled him out. Didn't call him doubtful. And Kevin Porter Jr. The Porter injury is looking a little bit troubling to me. I'm a little bit worried about that. He's out again. They said that he might play Wednesday, and now we're here to Saturday, and he's already been ruled out a day in advance. He's worrying. It's definitely worrying. So um, we are just grabbing KJ Martin. Right, just grab him and see what happens. Sorry. For the Wolves, Townsend McLaughlin are out. Gobert is questionable. Again. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Like, okay. He missed the two games, the Wednesday, Thursday, back-to-back. Are they actually going to play him on this groin soreness thing? I, I don't know. I don't know how to read this injury report from them. Uh, Rivers is questionable as well, but we don't really care too much there. What we do want to watch for the Rockets is who replaces Jabari Smith. Does this team that's going nowhere um, limit one of their better players again to put 27-year-old journeyman Jay Sean Tate coming back off three months miss with ankle soreness into the starting lineup? Or do they do the right thing and play Tari Eason? Well, it's the Rockets, so you know what's going to happen. Jay Sean Tate's going to start. KJ Martin's going to start in place of Kevin Porter Jr., I'm guessing. But is there a way? Because Tari Eason has played almost exclusively as a power forward this season. Remember that. Jay Sean Tate, point guard. Point guard. Tari Eason's played exclusively as a power forward this season. Is there a way to get him to 25 minutes? And I would have to say maybe. Possibly. And if we're going to add him, this is the time to do it. I don't think that Jabari Smith's injury is going to cost him the season. It might not even cost him a week. But there might be a chance here. Like Eason in 26 minutes could push top 80, top 90. He could also still just play 20 minutes and Tate plays 30 and we all sit here and go, what is wrong with this guy? And we go, oh, I know, I know what's wrong with him. It's a bad owner, bad coach, maybe bad GM. So let's watch that. Let's watch Tari Eason because there is an opportunity. It probably won't get realized. Also watch Jalen Green because he's been poor from a fantasy perspective. Last game, he was great. Can we get a modicum of efficiency? Can we get some defensive stats? I'm going to hold my breath on both of those things, but we did see some real encouragement last game. For the Wolves, Kyle Anderson, absolute must roster. He's still available in 43% of leagues on Yahoo. I don't know what we're waiting for here. He's a must roster player until Towns returns. Now, some people, again, go a little bit too hard. Do you think when Towns returns, Josh, he can maintain top 100 numbers? I don't. We saw this earlier in the season. He played like 23 minutes a night, and there's just not enough there for him to do. That could change, but the likelihood would say no. But until Towns is back, then yeah, let's just go with it. It's great. I also want to watch Goose, Anthony Edwards. Um, yeah, look, he's been... I'm, I'm a bit worried about his hip injury. The efficiency has been a little bit up and down. I like the, the ball handling. I like the running as a point guard. But I'm just, I am just worried about the overall lack of improvement in efficiency and the fact that this injury seems to be impacting him. 
I don't think we're going to be getting him out for the season or anything like that, but I am I am genuinely concerned about that injury and what impact might happen down the track here. Today's episode is brought to you by Bilpa. It's the new year, it's 2023, and we all love delicious treats. Nothing's changed. In 2022, what did we love? Delicious treats. In 2023, we also love delicious treats, but maybe, just maybe in January, we sit here and go, yeah, delicious treats, but I don't want to be a fat bastard. Like, I want to have these things with low calories, high protein, and great taste. And amazingly for me, Built Bar delivers exactly that. These things taste great. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they deliver high doses of protein straight down your gob. So, Built Bar, I've been telling you for years, go to Built.com, order yourself some Built Bars, and that's still true. You can still go and order them at Built.com. They're still available. But now, you can get out of your car, your chauffeur-driven car, because that's how much of a baller you are, Go straight into a Walmart in your full three-piece suit and top hat. Walk down to the pharmacy section and politely inquire with the pharmacist. Excuse me, good sir. Do you have the greatest tasting protein bar in the world? He says, yes, we do. Built bars, four bar boxes. And they come in cookies and cream, double chocolate and coconut puff. And then when you've done that, you go into the back of your limo, you scoff them down, surrounded in a sea of Built Bar wrappers and head over to Sam's Club to grab a 13 bar box. Churro flavor and brownie butter. It's unbelievable. So go to built.com, order your built bars, but also go to Walmart and go to Sam's Club and you can get them straight there. Built Bar is built different. Pacers Suns. This is a back-to-back for Indiana. What sort of stupidity are we going to get with the rotation? We're going to have Isaiah Jackson taken out so that um, starting powerful legend Jalen Smith can get the backup minutes? What are we going to do? I don't know. And honestly, at this point with this organization, I'm annoyed. I'm still holding Isaiah Jackson as a 12-team league stash. I think he's still a hold to see what happens. I don't think Turner's going to get traded, but honestly, to take a two-week loss or a three-week loss on this is okay. For Phoenix, well, Halliburton's out. We know that. Booker is out. Shamit is doubtful. And Campaign is out. The big one we don't know at this point is Christopher Paul. And if Christopher Paul is out, I'm looking at Saban Lee. They're going to sign him to a second two-way. He's clearly ahead of Dwayne Washington Jr. He played 28 and 29 minutes the last two games, Saban. And there's enough value in him. I also think Damian Lee would be worth a stream. And then I also want to watch Cam Johnson. Now, it is a back-to-back. How much does Cam play? And does he play the back-to-back? Probably not in the back-to-back, but how much are his actual minutes? Because he looked great in that first game back. And we want to see what he's able to do in this one. And see, like, because there's an opportunity here, obviously, to take on more usage with a bunch of players out. And he responded pretty well last game. For the Pacers, again, it is a back-to-back for them, and we just want to yeah, see whatever nonsense gets thrown out at us. The 76ers and the Kings, back-to-back here for Sacramento. No one is listed out at this point. For the Kings, Sabonis is questionable for Friday with the illness. Terrence Davis is questionable with an illness. Dalvin Dover is questionable with an illness, and Alex Len is questionable with an illness. Obviously, if Sabonis is out, we want to watch who replaces him. It was Rashawn Holmes last time. It might be Rashawn Holmes again, and he would become a valid streamer. Those other guys, Davis, Stella, Dover, and Lynn, they don't play, so it doesn't matter. On the sixes, what do we want to watch? Well, it's Melton and Maxi, really. D'Anthony Melton played 30 minutes last game. Maxi played 28. The games before, Melton played 21, and Maxi played 29. Yuck, who is going to get more minutes? Is Doc actually serious with three starting lineups? Because since he said that, they've played one starting lineup. Well, does PJ Tucker get benched like he did last game? We saw more Melton and Maxi together. Yeah, I was ready to drop Melton, and then he played 30 minutes. And you go, all right, cool. Like, now what do we do? And again, we get another data point. I still think in a points league for Melton, you can easily drop him without a problem at all. 
And in a category league, if it's a little bit shallower, do it. But the 12-team value of him, who would you be adding that's better is the question. Um, but I still think it's going to be pretty frustrating. Let's look at streaming. We've got Raptors and Suns with the weekend back-to-back. So you got you know, your Chewers there. I wouldn't want to trust Wieskamp or Boucher. It's really just a Chewer. And then on Phoenix, there is a lot. It's Saban Lee. It's Damian Lee. Maybe it's Tory Craig. Um, I don't think it's Dwayne Washington. And yeah, so Cam Johnson's must roster, but he's not going to play both games. So there are some options there in Phoenix. In terms of streaming for Saturday, Jalen McDaniel's really the top of this list, I think, with so many players out. Well, maybe not the top of the list, but definitely up there. Delon Wright's a good streamer. Andrew Nempard's available in lots of spots still. And Halliburton's not coming back. Um, Jay Sean Tate and Dennis Smith replacements for Jabari Smith and LaMelo Ball. Really good stream options. KJ Martin, great stream option here. Dan Gafford, again, I don't know that he's must roster, but I think there's streaming value. And then there's Tari, regular season. Is this it? Is this the moment that we see something from Eason or do we get Silas? Diva Leagues. These guys are all available in 90 plus of leagues. Delon Wright, Jay Sean Tate, Pretty good streams for deeper leagues. Really good streams, in fact. Jingling Joe Ingles and Torian Prince. Eric Gordon's available in basically every league. You can go and add him. I'd add him in 14-team leagues without a problem. Aaron Neesmith, I don't think he's a 12, but he's a deeper league player. Uh, Mark Williams, and then Isaac Okoro, who's playing really well at the moment. Whether it continues or not, I'm doubtful, but let's see what he's able to do here. And at least in deeper leagues, we want to consider it. For points leagues, um, these guys are all available in 40% plus of leagues. Kyle Anderson, KJ Martin, Jalen McDaniels, Timothy John McConnell, still somehow available. Andrew Nembhard, DeAndre Hunter, Dennis Smith, and Monte Morris. A plethora of options available that can still be used and rostered and added. And a lot of these are must-roster guys as we move forward. If you look at the next four nights, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, every day has seven games. Seven, 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 seven. Stream away. So who are we looking at to add? Kyle Anderson, yes. Two games for him, must roster. Trey Murphy, must roster guy, two games. TJ McConnell, well, well you know, that's a must roster. Jalen Williams, the Bronco, only has one game over the next four nights, but I still think you need to make sure you have him. I, don't, I wouldn't drop him because there's one game in four nights for him. Andrew Nembhard has two. So I think there's some real use in um, in getting him in that scenario uh, for these next four nights, at least. Um, and Jalen McDaniels and the Hornets have three games in the next four nights. So that gives that extra little boost for Dennis Smith. Again, if Lamelo is truly doubtful, there's no way he's playing in two of these three games. There just isn't any way. Maybe, maybe he sneaks in one, but I'd be, um, I'd be pretty skeptical about that. So there's really good value in a Jalen McDaniels, in a Dennis Smith, and in a Derek White. The Suns also three games in four nights. So Saban Lee, Damian Lee, move into that zone just in terms of maximizing your games played with ads. Um, And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.